This is Hank for the Wallflower Bee Farm. It's Sunday, July 25th, 2021. Where are the queens? So of the four hives that haven't made it this spring, three of them, we believe, are due to loss of queens after swarming. So what? Let me, let me take you through this a little bit. So what happens with our hives, we had 30 hives coming out of the winter, and all of them swarmed. So when a beehive swarms, the original queen goes with that swarm, leaving behind a virgin queen, a young queen, or two, depending on what's going on in the hive. And that new queen then has to build up its strength, sort of acclimatize. They say it can take up to two weeks before it goes out to take a mating flight to meet with a number of drones and then come back to the hive and begin to lay eggs. Now what happens uh, in... in can happen occasionally, but apparently this year has happened, I think, quite a bit for us, is that the queen doesn't make it back. And here's a number of things that can happen that stop the queen uh, from coming back. First of all, the queen goes out and is, um, is eaten by birds or dragonflies or some other animal or insect prior to making it to the actual mating area. The second possibility is that the queen gets to the mating area, is successful, and on the way back doesn't make it. And that could be from being devoured by another insect or animal, or rain could come. Or in some cases it's been reported that the queen actually goes back to the wrong hive and then gets taken out by the workers or the other queen. So that's, that's... sort of the general gist of what could be happening. And, and the next part is the queen does go out, successfully mates, comes back to the hive, and for whatever reason, uh, there could be such a hive aurora mite uh, infestation that the, the hive collapses regardless of what the queen's actions may be. We did not see this in our hives. We believe that three out of the four hives um, that had swarmed did not uh, recover with the new queen and, and go on to... Uh, create a a new colony. So that was a significant sort of finding. So the other day I was on the phone with a local beekeeper, um, quite experienced, where I had learned uh, a lot of when I started. Uh, And I won't, you know, I won't mention him because I didn't get permission, but basically he was saying he was having the same problem. And a number of beekeepers had said that a number of the bees, uh, queens, that came, did not come back and, and the hives were queenless. Now, Regardless of the reason, one could argue with the Darwinian black box beekeeping technique, um, those hives should not be saved because the genetics of that queen, for whatever reason, they didn't survive, and that would mean that the hive would perish. And that's exactly what happened to our hives. We knew about three weeks, four weeks before they perished that they were not going to, uh, they were queenless. The population continued to drop. Um... The bees' behavior changed significantly. When there's no queen in a hive, you can really see it. They're generally very lethargic, but also very itchy. So that if you get around them, they'll, 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 go, they'll go after you more so than they would before. Um, and, and I think part of that is they're just, they're just obviously, there's something wrong in the hive. There's no queen. And the, and the bees know very quickly, and they can't create a new one because they don't have any eggs. It's been so long since the queen has been in to lay eggs. 
So, so we sort of saw that, and, and whereas a year ago we would have, you know, rushed out and got some queen cells or actual live queens and put them in and sort of rescued the hive, that wasn't going to happen this year. And it, you know, it is frustrating. I did a video this week for the um, wildflowerbeefarm.com video uh, system and, you know, focusing on one of those hives. And, and this was a top bar hive that had basically uh, gone and uh, it came from a swarm. This was where I had attempted uh, a year and a half ago to catch a swarm, as they do now call it. Had them in a uh, regular Langstroth hive. Thought it was all great. And then the, the swarm that was in that box decided to swarm over to a top bar hive I had just around the corner, and they did. And so they had a very successful year last year. They thrived through the winter. They thrive through this spring. There's no treatment, obviously. We didn't treat our top bar hives, and three out of the four are still thriving. Um, so then um, after this huge swarm that happened, um, the bees were still somewhat active but started to reduce activity about three weeks before they got robbed out. And I talk about in that uh, video that robbing is really an evolution of a hive. It's part of the step in the process of eventually having a new colony live in that hive. So where are the queens? Well, the other idea that I think uh, the other beekeeper that I talked to brought up, and I, I, I'm starting to really wonder about, bees today have not had a lot of practice swarming. Most beekeeping enterprises do everything they can to stop bees from swarming, and I think that's why we see a lot of bizarre swarming behavior. Swarms that, that swarm on the ground. Now, if there's a swarm of bees on the ground, they're increasing the likelihood that they're not going to make it because they can be attacked by all kinds of predators on the ground. Uh, not to mention, you know, you get a, you get a pouring rain and, and they could actually drown and all kinds of issues. So that's kind of dumb. You know, swarms that swarm on the ground and more and more bees apparently are doing that. And then the other one is, as you know, in the spring we had swarms that happened when it was like minus five at night. And then pouring rains. And then we had a swarm that happened and they had to go back because they forgot the queen and all kinds of stuff that I just think a lot of the bees have not had the practice of swarming. And it somehow, in some cases, genetically or learned behavior or neuroplasticity with their million neurons, something isn't clicking in the queen or in the hive. And I think the way we may be able to remedy that is to let them practice. Uh, which is what we're doing here at the Wildflower Bee Farm. Um, a swarm that happens when it's minus six is probably not going to make it. And and that swarm that happened, and eventually that hive, and that's another, that's that's one of our, our, our only log hive um, that had the same problem. It had swarmed and a bee did not come back, a queen did not come back, and event, so, so that log hive is now vacant and being worked on with wasps and now it's uh, probably going to wait till next spring before another family moves in. But I had my doubts at the time. I mean, when you're swarming at minus six, when it goes down to minus six at night and you swarm again and it was just, it was just a disconnected hive, it appeared. Didn't, didn't seem to know what it was doing. And I think that's the frustration of these bees that have not had experience managing swarms and understanding what to do, which translates to perhaps a queen who doesn't get it. So I'm Hank from the Wildflower Bee Farm. We're going to keep watching this phenomenon. We, we are going into um, August with, uh, I believe it's 30 hives. Um, 
into the uh, Darwinian black box beekeeping method that we talked about in previous podcasts and, and very excited about it. Now it, it sort of has a different sort of ring to it when we know it's been done around the world before, it has been successful, it takes anywhere from three to five years to establish. Um, many of our hives are going into their third year of wintering. When we picked them up last year, they'd already had one year and last year was their second, so this is their third. And so we will be interested to see how this uh, year progresses. I think we're about a week or two away from the from the goldenrod and the um, frost aster blossoms that are going to happen. The farm is absolutely full of um, goldenrod and frost aster, particularly in the wildflower field that we planted. Uh, we did plant aster and uh, goldenrod, but I'm not sure to the quantity that's there. So. It's going to be a, a quite a fascinating fall. The bees already, late summer, the bees already know this because we had three hives with huge orientation flights yesterday. So the bees get it, and I think that's what's uh, coming our way. So again, I'm Hank from the Wildflower Bee Farm. Remember, you can go to wildflowerbeefarm.com, pick up our free lesson plans and curriculum for parents and teachers and homeschoolers. And very shortly, we'll, the Bee Science Club will be launched where you'll get coloring pages for yourself and your children to color different uh, incredible pictures we've taken on the farm here. Uh, every month you get five of those and other activities uh, for your children and it helps support what we're doing here in the conservation efforts on the farm. You have an amazing week and I'll talk to you again next time.